Tanya. Hi, Mel. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, actually. A uh, good day. <laughs> yes. It's been, um, to say the least, intense. I think this eclipse season that we're going through is really providing a level of intensity mm. on what our experience is in this world. You know, um, it's it's already it's in some departments a very intense experience, and then we're adding this eclipse intensity into it, and it's just really highlighting a lot of things. And so I'm really glad when we get these moments or days of you know enjoyment, pleasure, feeling more like ourselves, like we're not in the trenches doing deep work constantly. Yeah, yeah definitely. So I think that's what we're going to cover today isn't it we're looking at the new moon coming up yeah yeah we've got the new moon coming on uh for december 4th 2021 and this moon falls under the sign of sagittarius so not only that but this new moon is also the uh an eclipse which we just experienced on our last full moon in taurus so now that we're transferring this eclipse energy into a new zodiac sign, you're going to be looking at the intensity in different arenas of your life. So we're just going to have a quick discussion over what to expect and things that we can do to make this transition a little, um, if not easier, more balanced for ourselves, which is always seems to be the key you want things to remain in balance and remaining in the center so that no matter what the outside world looks like, you're still managing to keep a balanced perspective of yourself. So that's always, that's always the goal. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cause I don't know whether anything's changed in the U S but um, because this conversation's about this new variant that's emerged in Europe and apparently we've had some cases here. So already, um the fear has been ramped up again the news is on this new variant whether or not you know uh what well what will unfold over the next few weeks and so there's certainly some uh higher intense energies that uh, are sure. being activated as well as people's concerns about what they will mean because we've got the holidays coming up as well yep have the holidays and a lot of people that haven't seen family um yeah. since the beginning of all of this and yeah it's it's very intense when you think about the familial and what it is uh that it's going to represent when these massive worldwide um variants if you will will come through and you have to now decide what's more important and what's going to be uh safe safest for for not only you but the people that you involve yourself with so yeah there's a lot of intensity on that part yeah and I know we're going to cover mental health in more depth in uh one of the other podcasts but of course the intensity will increase anybody that's got some vulnerability to any you know anxiety stress slow mood and plus We've moved into the winter in the UK. It snowed here yesterday locally and nationally in some parts. Um, and some people experience it, you know, when you don't have the sunrise and sunset, when it's a short, dark day, yep. um, that can intensify that. So it's a really, it can be a really tough time for people um, who may normally, you know, operate and live their lives in a, in a, a fairly sort of non-eventful way. 
um, as well as those that are more vulnerable and and it's and it's cold and it it can feel um miserable and difficult for people to get out and about so i just wanted to sort of flag that but um you know this is separate to a small group of people it uh can have an impact on right absolutely and uh you know i think when we speak of you know this mental acuity when it comes to um recognizing the world that that's going on around us you know and there's and it's out of our control we really have to take a step forward in our emotional intelligence. And so this new moon in Sagittarius is ripe with that, you know, um, Sagittarius is all, it's a fire sign. If we didn't, if, if anybody didn't know that we're working within fire energy and it's also a mutable sign, which kind of means that you're adaptable and flexible and, um, inside of that mutability, you kind of desire it all. And so Jupiter's the ruling planet of Sagittarius. So when you're think Jupiter, you're thinking, you know, the big ideas, the big, um, the big momentum, because you've got the fire behind it and you're ready to push forward. And so during this eclipse, you're really looking at shaking up the status quo and, and you can look into your local government and kind of see that the status quo is being sh- you know um shaken quite a bit in different uh parts of the countries and different worldwide this is something that's just going around and um whenever you're inside of an eclipse you're kind of shaking up uh this this normality that we've become accustomed to and now maybe this because what you're not what i've been noticing just to bring back the you know this pandemic is the more we push this fear and i'm not saying anything beyond there's fear laced inside of the Mm -hmm. conversation uh we start to examine the assumptions behind the fear and the uh eclipse is a really good time frame for you to really examine what you might have falsely assumed or what you've made assumptions on and and take clarity and take the time to receive that clarity in these um in these moments where it feels like life can be out of control um you know when you have an emo- when you're having an eclipse you're also activating your emotional intelligence you're in, um, we're going to be learning about a lot more inclusion and what diversity really looks like because you have people all over the spectrum. Um, you know, and I typically try to stay away from any pandemic conversation, but this is the perfect opportunity to have that conversation where, you know, we are really taking on this emotional intelligence to be more inclusive about the diverse diversity of people's thought patterns and people can be on one side of the fence or the other, or they can ride the middle and just acknowledging through our emotional intelligence that this is all an okay thing, that everybody is welcome to their own thoughts. Everybody is welcome to having their own passion and just knowing that that is part of the human experience is to do that. You know, we're learning a little bit more through this eclipse season, how to be more compassionate in our conversation. And that goes right back to that intelligence, the emotional intelligence, you know, once we realize that everybody is fighting their own battle and everybody is coming from different places that we open ourselves up to more of an empathetic nature and allow that compassionate side of ourselves to come through. 
And, uh, uh, you know, and, and even though we might hold our truths dear to our hearts, that, that doesn't, you know, take away from another person's truth and being able to have those open conversations. Um, we're really in this eclipse season, season, focusing on what matters most. And that could be a variety of things, you know, what matters most to you? What are the things that when, you know, I've, I've come back to this before when we think grief, which a lot of the world is experiencing grief on different levels right now. And when we come to grief, we really get rid of all the extra, right? All the extra falls away because we don't have it. And it's not important to us in that moment. And that's really a telltale sign of what what emphasis you need to place on the things in your life. If they were able to fall away during this grieving period, then know that they're going to take a back seat in your life, generally speaking. And the things that you stayed focused inside of are the things that really matter the most to you. And when we can feed and nurture that part of ourselves, then those things will begin to blossom or to go into bloom and we'll be able to see them in a new light and we'll be able to watch them grow. And as the cycle continues, really just nurturing that aspect. Uh, and then the eclipse, this eclipse season specific is really good on focusing on our future. Again, we're looking at Jupiter and Jupiter's the, the, the planet of bigness of greatness of the big ideas the way we put them into effect the, what are your desires what are, do you feel like you're aligned on your path right now and if you're not that's okay because there's always that moment of clarity that says maybe this is not where i need to be maybe i need to take a step to the left instead of the right this time and see where that where that takes me and this eclipse season is really opening the doors to us seeing what life could be like if maybe we took that step otherwise um or it can really affirm where you're at like i know without a, a doubt now that i am on my path i am walking the way i'm supposed to be walking i feel feel you know filled from within in ways i never have and and if that's not the case for you make this instead of a negative thing make this an opportunity and this can be the opportunity you've been waiting for to really get yourself into the path that brings you joy and something that makes you want to wake up every morning and get some you know some aspect of that done um so uh, did you have any, yeah yeah so i just wanted to say that there's a couple of things that can help people who because of what's going on globally and the fear that that elicits what happens when we experience fear and stress is that our attention and focus will get locked and and like you say rightly so when we're experiencing something it can be grief uh, fear or shock or any level of the beginning of some traumatic event or even on a very subtle level that fear in our subconscious mind is reactivated over and over again when we're watching these programs so it locks our attention and we give our attention solely to that but in a way for anyone that has can be anxious about the future um negative and sort of you know even have a mindset of what's the point and meaninglessness and hopelessness that locked attention is also then a projection of that so often that's what happens in in you know where we sort of lose compassion and understanding for people and separate things out is because we lock that attention on other people. So we project our vulnerabilities and our anxiety out there. So in order to, you're exactly right in terms of what the planets give us an opportunity to do, which is to realize that we're part of this stressful experience that 
if we don't step back and have a look at how we are operating within this and our field of vision is going to be very narrow, it's going to be very difficult to entertain anything outside of that. And whether that is the good things and the alignment and all of that. So what we do have to do is bring that back to ourselves because pre-pandemic, and this is something that I do want to explore in the mental health podcasts that we do, people did have anxiety, depression, meaninglessness, hopelessness, because we were, some of the people on the podcast that I'm listening to, we're talking about how we are reaching tipping points. And as a society, certainly in, in, in America and in the UK, the amount of medication that is given out for uh, mental health issues and people who are seeking help for all sorts of Ill- illnesses that we can't name, neurological experiences and you know, not being able to get up and function in life, that was going on before and that will be exacerbated. So it's easy in a way to blame externally the the current events and what's going on and the uncertainty about that. But life was always uncertain anyway. This is just brought back to the forefront. So it is that stepping back, like you say, that's that opportunity to step back and reflect and take some time to notice what we need to do to unlock ourselves out of of the fear. Because when we do, we're able to then sit within those... uh, Feelings of either, I wonder what else there is. I wonder how, oh, I have noticed that my neighbourhood is split and uh, people aren't so kind to each other. What can I be like and do that is tolerant and accepting of my neighbours, that includes everybody in that, that whatever they believe and uh, and value, and this happens in the spiritual community as much as it does in everyone else, that it's not about two political parties. It's not about whether you do this or do that, because that's the polarisation always that's in operation. It's about what what part in that do we play if we look outside in that judgment? And we are still damaging our own spirit. So we have to try and release ourselves from the need to do that because longer term it is not healthy and it's not healthy for the individual and it's not healthy for your family or your society and some things we can't completely get away from but we can remove ourselves from those unhelpful arguments and conversations that are equally about the thing that captures our attention yeah which is why the people who went along and tapped into their creativity at the very beginning of the pandemic and created you know online videos and started doing podcasts and started drawing and writing and like we've talked about in uh, before it's that expansion of spirit that enables you to align with even if it's something you haven't done before and you've and you, you're not necessarily making thinking about making some money out of that that then allows us to go into that wider space and right. harness that energy that you're talking about bringing yeah. in yeah, the beauty of creativity is it doesn't have to always be the thing that pays the bills. It could just be how yeah. you express your soul's desire and your, you know, and how we express ourselves in our scene in this world in our purest form is creativity. And uh, you know, I love that you brought up polarization because you know, this is an opportune time to really see the duality that is this world. And you know, once we can find the balance in between one side or the other and that's across the board on anything that you do because this world is a dual world and we're going to have perceived right and wrong and it just depends on the position that you stand in is what is right and what's wrong hence the duality of it and if we could really learn to walk somewhere 
and hold our beliefs true to ourselves because we all have beliefs and we all have judgment and we all have the foundation on which we stand upon. But to allow, what do they call it? We're, we're moving from Piscean energy, which is, you know, everything has to be the same into this Aquarian energy, which is inclusive of everything. And so this transition, you're really starting to see how the thing pulls and how you have the people that are, everybody must be the same. And, you know, we all must go along with the same things, regardless of what those same things are, because your same things aren't going to be the same person as the other Piscean energy that says they have to be the same thing, which creates even further divide. And it just breaks it down into smaller pieces. And what, when we look into duality, as you were saying, when you look around your neighborhood, this person and I might not agree on some fundamental ideas, but that doesn't make this person a bad person. That just makes them different from me. And what can I learn from them? And if I feel so strongly in my belief system that I refuse to take in any more information, then where does that leave me in my emotional intelligence? And, you know, yeah. we, we are meant to learn and grow and, and thrive inside of the differences that are all around us instead of saying, you're not like me, therefore we cannot communicate effectively, um, you know, and instead of just being so focused on your righteousness, we can start to be really focused on what the rightness is for everyone. And that is just to be true to you, true, true to what your beliefs are, not focused on what the other person thinks, not focused on the outside world, not focused on what the government's telling me, not focused on what the media says. And just knowing that because there's some good and there's some bad within it, I'm going to walk that middle line and, and, and what's true to me. And then I will then in return, have a much broader, happier, more joyful experience in this world. Um, I think I mentioned that Sagittarius is a fire sign. So our passion is very directed during this moon. So um, what you focus on and what you feed is going to be directly returned to you. So if you're focused on negative fear mongering, um, you know, uh, right versus wrong, uh, you're going to receive that back to you. Because again, I, I am, I am certain that this is a reflective world and what you put out comes right back. And so what you're passionate about, make sure you're bringing compassion to it. Make sure you're bringing a sense of integrity with it. Make sure you're bringing um, a sense of inclusion with these thoughts that you have that you're passionate about and people don't have to agree. And that's okay because that just grows your wherewithal and what you found your foundation of truth. But it also sometimes opens your mind to the insight of why a person walked into that journey and decided this, you know, made this decision and it doesn't have to end in anything anger. It doesn't have to end in, in talks that are louder than normal level. It can still be a passionate discussion without there being this duality presented to itself that because you've learned how to walk the middle road on this and you see another person's point of view, even if you don't agree with it, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. It's an act for, for many people. And I, you know, and I have moments myself where I'm totally focused and want to move in a particular direction. And I've got to share it with a, you know, a group of other professionals. And I'm really, you know, I just want to go, go in that direction with that. Um, but I think if you, if your aim and intention is always to hold in mind respect for other people, 
no matter what. Um, and the intention is to, to be as loving and kind as possible. And of course, there are some situations that will really test that out um, and hold that in mind. <laughs> you know, and I think we've all come come across something over the past year that has done that. Yes. Um, yeah. Then it prevents us from getting so locked in the, the rallying of uh, wanting to persuade or dissuade or or split or say, you know, this is good, that's bad, they're, they're like this and they're like that. And, and it's sad to see that there's so much of that um, because, you know, our children learn th this modelling of how we are around each other yeah. and they model that as well. So right. we're the messengers and the models for the children that are growing up around yeah. us. And we need to help teach them how to how to be open, receptive. And as you rightly say, I mean, emotional literacy is a very uh, more recent way. It's of, new. Uh, yeah, we didn't know emotional intelligence was really a thing, you know, especially you know, of children and, and how we need to develop that. And this is something that's yeah. new. And, you know, we're the guinea pigs and our children are the guinea pigs. And then their children are going to be the guinea pigs of something new. And, you know, it's just as we broaden, we need to be more sensitive to the people in our past as just as much as we are sensitive to the people in our future and just recognize that this is an ever evolving um, yeah. society. And inside of that, there are going to be people that don't evolve with you. And there's going to be people that evolve past you. And we just need to accept that this is the way of the world. This is the way of the universe. And we are here to, to learn from it. But yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, Sagittarius season, um, it always makes you giggle when you start learning about things because uh, what happens on New Year's? We New Year's Day, we we make the resolution, and you know the most popular resolution is what to get healthy and lose weight, and <laughs> and it's funny because this is on the tail end of Sagittarius season, which is all about excess, we, you right. know, because it's all about optimism. You're you're looking forward to the holidays, you're looking forward to the family, you're looking forward to the food, you're yeah. looking forward to the gifts, you're looking forward to the time off work, whatever it is that you're looking forward to. There's a sense of optimism behind it. And of course, I'm not speaking to those who are suffering through depression or anxiety, but even so I could be speaking to some of those because you guys, like, I remember that that would be a season of hope for me. And it would be like, I get to look forward to seeing my family. I get to see, look forward to presenting gifts to my family or, you know, oh yeah, I cannot wait for that Christmas ham, you know, or something like that along those lines, you know? So we are definitely walking into the season of our, our belief systems, and how they interplay with other things. You know, this goes back to that examine the assumptions of belief systems, examine the assumptions of whatever, you know, you de define yourself uh, as be it religious or spiritual of nature or, you know, even non, you know, none of it. Like, I just don't believe in any of it. You know, it's time to really examine the assumptions that go along with that and see um, how you feel. And if you're going to be open to learning from a new, a new perspective, or if you feel very aligned with the perspective that you have already. Um, well, the thing is we, we all have beliefs, you know, whether we call ourselves religious or not spiritual or not, we all have right. beliefs. Yeah. And it's only when we hear a perspective that maybe riles us up or that we don't agree with that we realize sometimes what those beliefs are. And often uh, a high proportion of beliefs, and this has been proved in some research actually, aren't beliefs that we created, they're just beliefs that were passed down. So part of reflecting about who you are is really considering 
if those messages and those beliefs that you came along with. So some of the really common ones around for a lot of people now, but certainly when I was growing up, is the beliefs about who you were as a woman and the type of job you'd take or whether or not you should get married or not, and whether you have children or not. And that plays out all the time in society. There's a high proportion of women now that choose to live a life and, and not uh, and not have children. And, and there's a lot of beliefs around there about a, a woman's destiny in life, and part of that is having children. So, and so they will, you know, meet... Um, you know, at family gatherings or friends, and this will be a constant conversation as though that's the only line, you know, that somebody can Are you going to get married? When do you two plan on having children? When, yeah, yeah, and it is, it's part of it. And, you know, even for men, it's, it goes along with that, you know, we are to, by a certain age, be settled down, married. And if not, there's a lot of judgment from the older generations. And because that was the the conditioning that they received. And so in turn, they are now trying to condition the younger generations. And we are here as cycle breakers to kind of say, well, I'm not having children or I'm not getting married or I'm not going to live this existence the way Mm -hmm. you did because it's not what satisfies me. And being firm in that without saying you're wrong or getting you know, bringing um, the emotional uh, wherewithal to not take these as hits or take them as personal jabs and just realize that this is a person coming from their perspective and their conditioning and the way that they were brought up in the society that they were brought up in. Because we are walking into holiday season, which really means a lot of awkward conversation with, you know, the the, the family, we always call it the uncles or the aunts that have too much of an opinion or, or something along those lines. And those are conversations you don't have to have if you're not comfortable having them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really tricky as, as to how open or closed you are with the information that you share Yeah, and how much you expose yourself. And, and there are people around, and I think there's always one in every family where they just think they can ask whatever they want and it's perfectly okay. You know, how much money do you earn? What job are you doing? Yes. And some of these, what size clothes are you have. in now? <laughs> are you eating too much? You know, and so all of that, all of those sort of observations <laughs> that people can have um, places that emphasis of, of keeping that belief in, in line almost because um, sometimes it's easier to toe the party line and keep the status quo than it is to pursue something that is quite far beyond whatever the family or the community believe is okay. But I do know that there's an incredible amount of um, sadness and distress um, that is caused when people are so removed from what is right for them. Um, And that usually plays out, uh, you know, when we're talking about anxiety, from an existential philosophical perspective, anxiety is sometimes when we we are totally ignoring our calling and i i don't mind mean that in a spiritual and godly sense although yeah. it can it can we're so far removed from who we really are in the setting that we are you know we're either playing small when actually we we were meant for greatness and leadership or we're we're undermining the role and the value that we have as a mother as a, an auntie as an uncle as a shopkeeper and even just this week, um, I had a conversation with um, somebody and said, you know, my son had gone through uni and, um, you know, he'd done well considering he'd had some um, initial hiccups when he left school and, 
you know, he had to work really hard to get the baseline courses so he could go to uni. And I was really happy for him. And I got this sort of perplexed look of, well, you know, like, did he need to go? And I said, well, the thing is, it was important to him. Yeah. He wanted to go. I knew by the way he was talking that he'd get to 50 or 60 years old and say, why didn't I ever go to uni? Why didn't I ever go for that experience? And I said, so it's not me that says you have to do those things, because, of course, that's a lot of money to spend if that's not what someone's soul calling is. Right. But for him, it was right. And he he benefited greatly from the, the course that he did. Now, I've no opinion either way as to whether right. that is a path, but I don't think it's a path for everyone. It's and not, I have a child that instead of going to university or college, he chose to join the military because that yeah. was the path that he chose. And he, he wants to that's what he wants to do. And then when he decides that he wants out, he's making considerations to going into a trade school as opposed to going to college or university. Yeah. And I have no opinion because this is his path. I am here as a supporting role. I'm here as the, the person in his existence that says, as long as, you know, you're in alignment with what you want, I'm supportive of it. And, you know, I think that that is really important when we're walking into this holiday season, especially with it being in, you know, such a transitional period of time um, collectively that we we acknowledge the way that we are with our children and allow that to kind of spill over to other family members, to other friendships, to other relatives that maybe we don't have much, what we perceive much in common with and, and give that compassion, that same type of compassion that we would to our children to others around us and just allow them to, to feel what they feel, think what they think and not be the one to try to change their mind, but live in your truth so purely that you be, provide a, a beacon of hope for those that are also trying to fight against that establishment. So there's, um, there's a couple of spiritual people around, you know, who do talks and podcasts as well. And the, the idea is, is that if you can set yourself a challenge, or, or a goal, um, but it can be a challenge, is that because our families can be the biggest challenges and our workplaces are usually the second set of challenges and the community can be the third, is that, uh, and I think the Buddhists have meditation called loving kindness. And if you practice either even doing a meditation on loving kindness or, um, or even going into your heart and going into that space with the intention that you want to have the best, that you can and everybody else to have the best and see them through those eyes and sometimes it's just simply uh, shifting your attention out of your mind into your heart and working that intention and seeing yourself just being loving and kind to people and it can be amazing now I'm not talking about deeply dysfunctional uh, difficult challenging families because sometimes it doesn't matter where you're at and who you are it's just so dysfunctional however if you choose to put yourself in that environment that is something that you can still do. And it's a very simple thing, but it, it it's amazing that when you shift a belief or an idea or an assumption about something, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, how things can unfold and how people can respond to you. Because on some level, they are probably experiencing you not being antagonistic and annoyed and irritated towards them. Yeah. 
right? Which opens up a brand new energy zone that you are now working inside of. And you would be amazed at how well you can interact with people that maybe you have fundamental disagreements with, you know, I, I am definitely one that's been very loud and passionate in my, in my youth. And, you know, I, you know, stand against the patriarchy and stand against the establishment and how dare you feel that way. And, and into the eventual maturing, if you will, of, and the blooming of this new compassionate side of me, that's, that recognizes another person's journey and recognizes myself in that journey. And that one, a step in this direction could have led me down that path as well, really helps you kind of enable this part of you that is more open to receiving different points of view and allowing you to have more open conversation. And again, you know, yes, there are levels to this and there are deeply dysfunctional families. I've come from one that, you know, you make the decision to show up at that door, then you have to set yourself up on a foundation that's unshakable. Your tower moment cannot come if you do not have a tower made of cards. If your tower is made up of all the finest, the finest things that you can build from, then you're not going to have your tower moment inside of a family gathering. And I really think that this new moon is allowing us that opportunity to see this bigger picture, if you will, this Jupiter sized picture of how things could go. And maybe you are the one that was meant to lead by example through this. And we've had enough fire against fire. I was just telling a friend about this, you know, I'm grateful when people finally realize that when a fire department shows up a fire with at a fire, they typically use water to put it out. And, you know, and there's not really many cases where fire against fire is going to put a, um, a fire out. Now, the Sagittarius is known for its archer. It's a it's a man holding an arch, you know, or holding, you know, his bow and arrow and um, practicing archery and when i think of an archer i think focus you know i think you have to stay focused on what that word that point of the arrow is going to land and that requires laser-like focus for that time being be it in the moment or a long-term thing you have to remain focused on what the end goal is and if your end goal is to um, provide leadership through example then you're not going to do that when you're distracted by all of the things going on around you be it family you know, worldwide events like the pandemic, local government or national government, you know, you, your focus has to remain on where you want that arrow to go and, and not on, you know, the pig squalling in the back or the crow flying around you, or, you know, the dog taking a dump right next to you, you know, you need to stay focused on where that arrow is going to land. So what is it that you're going to feed Is it going to be that focus or is it going to be that distraction? So there's two things that can help people consider that and they come from NLP, so Neuro Linguistic Programming, but they probably use them in other approaches now as well. So first of all is state management. So if you're uh, anticipating the holidays and remembering all the other holidays and all the other holidays where you know, uh, Granny Jean got upset about this, the turkey didn't, you know, all of these different things that we can 
um, go over. So that's ruminate over and bring up that stuff. It then elicits those same uh, responses in the body that prepares the body for, for fight or flight, basically, for the stress. So what you have to do is decide what state you want to be in. So state is how you want to feel. So you, you need to practice uh, getting into the state if you're familiar with it. So if you want to feel peace or happiness or joy uh, or contentment or even invisibility to some degree so you can watch what's unfolding. So you decide what state you want to be in and you practice that even over the weeks and for a few days beforehand. And it's something that we teach some of the women that comes through our programme yeah. who have been in uh, domestic abuse situations, but also are in dysfunctional families and families that can be really heavy on them, you know, with mm -hmm. criticism or just different levels of dysfunction conversations. Um, so first of all, it's state management. And so it's whether that is listening to some meditation music and focusing on your breath and then tuning into that feeling and keep going to that feeling. And when you talk about the archer in terms of where, where is your focus? So yeah. if your focus is, for example, I'm going to be kind, you can choose one word. One word is and 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 saying that this is going to stay in my focus. And you can even visualize that you now are with the family and you are managing your state and you are being kind or receptive or non-reactive neutral because yeah. neutral is a, a lovely neutral is a great zone to sit in it really Very is yeah. yeah if you haven't felt neutrality before because your mind's really busy and you're a stressful person you've just got to practice uh tuning tuning out or or, or bringing down the level of thought process that are going through your head mm -hmm. and you decide what it is but there's something that happens in on a neurological level of setting the intention over that in that space mm -hmm. and meditate on it. It's a bit like when people go for a, a job interview, you say, practice, visualize yourself sitting there, talking in a particular way, presenting. By the way, way listeners, way. is a form of meditation. When you yes. visualize what it is that you want, when you seek the des that desired outcome or that desired uh, feeling or experience, that is the meditation. You don't have to go silence in your head because it is hard for us, a lot of us overthinkers, but if, if the, yeah, park it yeah. on the cloud or just accept that it's busy and say, thank you, brain, for providing me all the distraction. I <laughs> appreciate my information. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not, it's normal. It's part of, you know, it's the monkey mind that people talk about. So, so you, you go from deciding what state you want to be and you choose your key word, you get into that state. And then you decide with laser light focus, you are the archer and you are going to direct your energy towards those events that are coming up and practice that but rather than using the brain in its in its less functional, helpful form, which is regurgitate every other memory that you've been in. Uh, where where things panned out in a way that you just think I'm never going to go there, you know, Christmas holidays or whatever your, uh, you know, celebrations are at holidays again. Right that's not helpful. <laughs> no. And if, if it's not helpful, then why are we consistently going down that? And I have recently discovered that through, through psychedelic research, they've realized that the default brain, it has the higher, um, priority over all the other pieces of the brain, your default. Yeah. Because brain it's is, our, yeah it's our master controller basically. So yeah. it's the security guard in your life that says, I'm protecting you and you need to do what's familiar in this way. Yep. Otherwise, 
you know, I'm not going to let you free. Take yourself off default mode and really just start focusing. Like Mel said, I mean, that's perfect. You know, look, if kindness is your goal, that is the end of that's where that arrow is pointed is kindness. And, and you just practice that you, you, you put that as your focus point, don't allow the other things to distract you. And every time you find yourself coming out of balance inside of that return to your original goal. And it takes practice and nobody say you have to do it perfectly, but even if you did it for an eighth of the time of that entire family gathering, then you did better than you did in the past. Yeah. Any improvement, even if, you know, if we were talking about going back to new year, what you were saying, you know, and I've done some, I've done several 30 day plans. So, you know, if you said my goal is to get fitter, okay. So if you're not moving at all at the moment, getting fitter means walking a thousand steps because you don't walk any, or you currently walk 5,000 and you want to walk 10. So you have, so you start with where are you at and what would success look like? Well, success is feasible and possible if you you just take a few steps. And when you've taken those steps and you've, and you've gathered some momentum and realize actually you can do it that fulfills you know you with some hope and uh further possibilities so you, so you, and then you'll slip back because you'll still get irritated annoyed with someone or you or you'll have that cake or whatever and you go right i'm just still going for my walk tomorrow i'm still doing that because people are so hard on themselves yeah you guys, know, they're not meant to be perfect like this is no. not the journey to perfection this is the journey to finding yeah. yourself you know and we don't have to live under societal rules of what attractive is and what the correct weight is and what this is and what that is the correct fitness level you can have your cake you yeah. can eat it and you can go for it's a not, walk the next day what? Don't you tell me how to live my best life, Mel. That is just rude. But yes, you are correct. Again, excess is part of what we are learning to um, be aware of, you know, where we are excessive in our nature. And food is one of my excesses. I've I've yo-yo dieted my entire existence up until about five years ago, where I really decided one day that the yo-yo diet was more harmful to me than me just making active and slow changes to change the way I eat and my lifestyle. And I have managed to, instead of being up and down 20 pounds every year, I'm, I've maintained a weight where if I see myself slowly going up the scale, then I know that maybe it's just this one thing I've been doing because I've overall corrected into a more aligned to my body lifestyle. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say that Sag- this new moon in Sagittarius, which always makes me giggle again, when you think about you step out and you think of the bigger picture is travel. Travel is really big with Sagittarius mm-hmm. and you know, you're in a Sagittarius is my rising. So this does make sense. You know, the, my, my joy of traveling and why I'm being so amped up at this time frame to get out and explore this world is you know, you have this right now, you're really in this nature of wanting to get out and travel, which is why it's so exciting to travel to see family or travel to see your friends during the holidays, Mm -hmm. because you are ripe with that type of energy. And anytime we can take that step back and really look at the planetary alignments during this time, the timeframe that we're in, you can kind of see how it all makes sense, why we naturally are feeling these types of ways or naturally, naturally inclined to take on these certain aspects. It's because the energy, I always say the energy is right for it because the energy is speaking to you right now. And 
we are but energetic beings. So anytime you change the frequency, we're going to naturally change with that frequency. Yeah. And I'll do travel if someone's cooking me roast dinner. <laughs> yes. If somebody wants to cook me and Mel food, we will travel. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've had 20 odd years of coming up with something. So uh, I'm, I'm, I enjoy it when somebody else cooks. So yeah, 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 I understand that. It always tastes better. It always tastes better. So the other thing before we close this out is, you know, you're, when you talk about new moons, if you'll go back to our introduction of a new moon, it's where you're really starting to put intention towards the goal. Mm-hmm. And when you're intending what it is that you want, you've become the archer, you've become that bow and arrow, you've become the point and where it's going to land. And when we set our intention, we really want to think about what it is that is going to be in alignment six from six months from now, right? We don't know. We are not going to have to do it in two weeks. This is a longer process. You can really think about what it is that you're intending that you really want to put in the groundwork and effort towards. And so when you think of your intentions on the new moon, let's align those with the energy that's it's right for. If you have a goal of a family vacation, now's the time to start making the intentions to manifest this vacation. If you are intending to, you know, um, create, say what, you know, like a podcast, now is the time to really have the intention set forth because you're in in this passionate fire sign that's really ready to push forward and ready to build the, this growing flame within you and, and think in the big picture and along this next five to seven month journey that you're going to have when Sagittarius hits its full moon, you're going to, um, you know, along that path, you're going to see what works, what doesn't, what's going to help, what's not. So when you're making your intention, go big, have fun, enjoy this. This is beautiful opportunity for us to really set something that in, in motion that you're really passionate about. And I decided this last full moon, when we did the invocation that that's, I want to teach instead of tell you how to do this. And so I'm just going to teach you that you're, know your sign that you're working in, you're working in fire. So we're going to work with fire, anything you have, if, if it's a candle, if it's a fire pit, if it's, you know, your gas stove that you burn, whatever your intentions are on, write your intentions down, use fire as the flame because it's a fire sign. When you invoke the spirit, I want you to take the time, the opportunity to think, what is it I'm feeling? Google search God or goddess that aligns with what it is that you're feeling and let that be your guide and invoke that that energy, invoke that spirit, invoke that planet, whatever it is that speaks to you, you know, I invoke angels a lot, you know, and if you're a religious person and, you know, invoking angels in the spirit of Jesus at this time is a really, you know, good choice for you. Um, you know, and always bring in your highest self whenever you're doing these things, you know, because your highest self has the highest perspective. And that just means the person that is most aligned with themselves, your unconscious, the person that has seen and held all of your secrets your whole life. They're the, that's the person that needs to come forward and really um, allow you opportunity to become the version of you that you know you are and allow that 
that passionate energy to come forward and, and really align yourself to the beauty of this world. And so when we're working with invoking or setting intentions, always work within the, uh, you can work however you want. There's no rules to this. You know, that's the beauty of it. But I always recommend working with the energies that are available to you in the biggest doses. And right now you're working in mutable fire sign. You're working in eclipse. So it's going to double the ante. So make your big wishes. You're working with Jupiter. Make it as big as you want. Like a dream, the biggest dream humanly possible. And just set that stuff into motion. The worst that it's going to do is teach you a lesson and how things manifest in this material the world and the best thing it's going to do is make your wildest dreams come true so why not right yeah why not and if you you can do big dreams for yourself you can do big dreams for your family and you can do big dreams for your community and if community cohesion and bringing people together and not being polarized is your goal no matter what the beliefs are you can light your candle and whether you say a prayer, set an intention or say, I want to see more loving kindness going on around me. It can be any of those things and it, and it can seem really small, but intentions are incredibly uh, powerful. Yeah. Well, I had thoughts um, build the energy, right? That then manifests the words that then yeah. create the spell that yeah. makes it into grounded earthly realms. And so when you think of that, that is a very powerful thing. A thought, a spoken prayer are more powerful than you think they are. They sit inside of a collective energy bubble that the, yeah. the world gets to have access to now because of you. And that's such an important step. So never underestimate the power of prayer, good intention, or the way that you use your words because you are just that important. Brilliant, yeah. That's beautiful, Tanya. Oh, well, thank you, Mel. All right, guys, have a wonderful new moon and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you.